Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. It is something that all of the world wants, but most of the world doesn't have. They are looking for it. They are doing everything that they can to get it, but they always fall short. What am I talking about? I'm talking about authentic joy. You see, what the world looks for is happiness. Happiness is something different than authentic joy. Happiness is tied to circumstances, to the outward things around them. Uh, We look for happiness in uh, all kinds of things, in possessions, in uh, events, in relationships, and inevitably they fail us. But joy, on the other hand, authentic joy is tied to something entirely different. And that's what we're studying now as we begin this study in the book of Philippians. Philippians is a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church that he founded. And if we go back just a little ways before we look at this letter and see the backstory we can uh, more appreciate this letter. On the last podcast that I did, the one previous to this one, I began talking about the backstory to this book. We talked about the fact that the Apostle Paul started off on his second missionary journey, and on that missionary journey, he now had a partner with him, and that partner's name was Silas. And then, along the way, Paul and Silas picked up another person, and that person's name is Timothy. Timothy was a young person, uh, probably in late teens uh, to the most early 20s, and he had come to the Lord Jesus and uh, become a follower of Christ, and he was well spoken of by uh, people in his area, and so Paul and Silas took him on with them on that journey, and by the way, Timothy became a Um, a disciple of Paul and a protege of Paul and uh, over a period of time as Paul mentored him uh, became a true partner in ministry and so these uh, uh, men ended up in the town uh, in the area of Philippi and they got there because God had closed doors to a couple of other directions that Paul attempted to go in but the Holy Spirit had kept him from going in those directions. And, and Paul ended up having a vision, of, uh, and in that vision, a man of Macedonia, which is where Philippi was located, said, uh, we need you over here, come over here. And of course, that was God revealing to Paul that he needed to go in that direction. And that's exactly, exactly what they did. And while they were there, as I spoke of in the previous podcast, Uh, They spent several days in in Philippi, and then on the Sabbath day, they went down outside of the city gates down by the riverside, and there they found some women meeting. And the women were meeting there because there there wasn't a synagogue, a Jewish synagogue. It took ten men, at least, to form a synagogue, and evidently there weren't enough. So these few women were down there meeting, and Paul went down and shared with them the gospel. And one of the ladies, by the name of Lydia, who was evidently a fairly wealthy woman. She was a seller of purple linens. And uh, she trusted Jesus Christ. Uh, She responded to the message that Paul gave. 
and she and her household. And the scripture says that they were baptized, and then she invited Paul and his companions to begin meeting in her house, which was probably a fairly spacious house. And thus, the first uh, church in Philippi was formed, and it was the first church that Paul founded in, in Europe. Quite a significant thing. So that was exciting. That was wonderful. But when we look in Acts chapter 16, um, it, it uh, always uh, seems to happen that where God is working, Satan is opposing. And it wasn't long uh, before Satan raised his ugly head and began to oppose this church uh, at Philippi. In Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it says, It happened that as we were going to the place of prayer... A slave girl, having a spirit of divination, met us, who was bringing her, bringing her masters much profit by fortune-telling. And so this uh, slave girl, uh, spirit of divina divination, she was possessed by a demon. And through that possession of a demon, she was able to do some fortune-telling, and uh, she was bringing her masters a lot of profit Following after Paul and us, she kept crying out, saying, These men are bondservants of the Most High God, who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. She continued doing this for many days. But Paul was greatly annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. Wow, what a story there. Paul just finally got sick and tired of it. And, and uh, through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, he commanded the Spirit to come out. And, of course, the spirits are subject to the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 19 says, But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, These men are throwing our city into confusion, being Jews, and are proclaiming customs which it is not lawful for us to accept or to observe, being Romans. The crowd rose up together against them, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off of them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. When they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. And so, and here we go. Paul and Silas have founded this church. They're on their way to prayer. And they, they, this gal that's been following them for days... And, and, and what she's saying is very true, you know. She's saying these men are bondservants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. You see the spirit in her, the demon in her recognized Jesus and recognized the truth and, and kept saying this, but it irritated Paul to the point he said, uh, okay, enough, and cast the spirit out of this, this gal. And, of course, that created the issue with these men, the money-hungry men that were taking advantage of this young lady, and they got the city, uh, the people of the city, to rise up against. They stirred them up against Paul and Silas, and the persecution came, right? And so Paul and Silas are, are stripped of their robes and are beaten with rods, many blows. And then they are given over to the jailer and told to be put in jail. And he put them not just in prison, but in the inner prison and put their feet in stocks. And that's where we see them left. 
But that's not the end of the story, folks. Something else was happening in Philippi, and God was doing something. So in verse 25, it says, But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Wow. Uh, instead of saying, woe is me, these two men that were wrongfully treated, wrongly imprisoned, wrongly beaten, here they are in the inner prison, their feet in stocks. What are they doing? They're praying and they're singing praises, hymns of praise to God. Verse 26 says, and suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the, of the prison house were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. This was a supernatural event. This was something that God was doing. When the jailer awoke and saw that the prison doors opened, uh, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. And he did it with good reason. He was worried because he, his very life was on the line. If the prisoners went, he would be killed. So he said, I might as well kill myself. He was shook up. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in. This is the, the jailer. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Oh, I love this. Verse 31, they said, Paul and Silas said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. And he took them that very hour of the night and washed their wounds. And immediately he was baptized, he and all his household, and set food before them and rejoiced greatly, having believed in God with his whole household. Isn't that an awesome story? Out of this persecution, out of this suffering, out of this wrong treatment that Paul and Silas had experienced, instead of becoming victims, they became victors, and, and they shared the sweet gospel of Jesus Christ, and that jailer and his whole household were saved and baptized that very night. What an awesome, awesome story. See, this was all happening in Philippi on Paul's very first visit there on his second missionary journey. This is happening while this church is brand new and just getting started, but God is working, and the words of Jesus while he was on this earth are being fulfilled. I will build my church, and the gates of hell can't prevail and won't prevail against it. Not even death will stop it. Not persecution, not suffering, but rather he is going to use this. And so the scriptures continue to say, when the day had come, the chief magistrate sent a policeman saying, release these men. And the jailer reported these words to Paul saying, the chief magistrates have sent to release you. Therefore, come now and go in peace. But Paul had nothing to do with that. He said, no way. He says, they've mistreated us. They've thrown us into prison and we're Romans. Oh, that made them frightened. They knew they were in trouble. They, they had wrongly persecuted Roman citizens, and they could be in trouble. So they begged Paul and Silas to leave. And uh, so they did. They ended up leaving. They, they went on their way to another town to continue on the mission that God had put them on there on the second journey. Well, Paul and uh, Paul 
uh, actually visited back this city at least two more times at the beginning of the of the third missionary journey that he carried out and then toward the end of the third missionary journey he visited again and then four to five years after his last visit Paul now is in a Roman prison and uh, he is receiving from from the Philippians had sent a gift to him and had sent it through Epaphroditus and uh, Epaphroditus had gotten sick and almost died. And so Paul said, I want to send you back, and I want to thank them for the gift, and I want to send this letter with you, Epaphroditus, to the Philippians. And that's how the letter to the Philippians came about, the one that we're going to be studying, and uh, what a great story. So we're going to be talking more about that on the next podcast. I hope that you'll continue to stay tuned as we go through this study of the book of Philippians. It's going to be exciting. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.